Welcome to the AFR podcast. It's Monday, the 13th of March, 2023. It's lights out, away we go. Steve, like we were saying, it's the start of a new new AFL season, but I just can't be bothered. <laughs> whether it's, yeah. I know, whether it's because we didn't have a summer, so it doesn't feel like we actually really had a bit of a break. But, um, I mean, down here, I don't know, I think it's pretty wet up there, but, I mean, down here, tomorrow's going to be 30. I mean, you don't come into the football season with it being 30. Mm. Actually, normally we do, don't we? Well, you get the odd day like that. I remember, you know, the odd Easter weekend that can be quite warmish. Maybe not quite thirty, but yeah. But I um, but I I don't know the the, the when we when we're talking about the draft, it's like oh I can't believe it's it's already upon us, and and then all of a sudden the dawn on me that oh I've got that much to do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, let, let's jump into it. We've got a quick one tonight. A um, couple of things to talk about. Mainly it's round one. Of course, we've got a little bit of a wash up about the, the, the draft that happened yesterday. But more importantly, I just want to touch on the fact that um, we had a, um, a manager withdrawal from the, um, from the Super League, who's probably one of the longest standing managers. Well, he was one of the inaugural managers of the Super League, um, Tony Moore, who was the manager of the Coat Hangers. And you can't say he hasn't been successful, but um, you just sent me a... Sorry, mate? Three premierships. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, he sent me an email um, only a couple of weeks ago, and I threw it up on the the site to see if anyone would would like to take over his team. But he basically just said, look, um, his thought of football was sort of dropped away a bit. He's, a bit, he's an Essendon supporter, so that's obviously <laughs> happened since the uh, the drugs thing. But also when, when you start going away and stuff like that, the, the last thing you really think about is naming your squad and watching to see who's in and who's out and when you're spending weekends away. So, But, um, but yeah, I just wanted to say thanks, Tony, for all the all the years, mate, and hopefully we'll keep in touch via the, um, playing golf or something like that. But, um, but of course, um, that means another Watson has taken over. I, this is going to break your bank, mate, having to pay for four teams every year. I know it's only 20 bucks, but it does add up when it's like, okay, here's 80. Because <laughs> ordinarily, I mean, as you know, in the past, I haven't necessarily hit you up for the um, for the cost just because of, like, you do the trophies and all that sort of stuff. But when I when I looked at it this year, I'm like, hang on, that's four, that's $80 that I'm going to have to be paying. No, unfortunately, I'm going to have to hit you up, Steve. <laughs> And uh, getting the trophies off my hands uh, through geography, uh, I'm gonna I'm way ahead already. So that's <laughs> <laughs> right. Cam was the uh, the courier last year, wasn't he? Cam the courier. Yeah, well, so I think it makes sense to have somebody who's you know getting half the trophies anyway and picking well, them up. That's very true. So yeah, thanks Cam for for doing that. Um, and congratulations to Cam. He was in an athletics event during the um, original league draft. Um, but had a race after it and won gold. So congratulations to Cam as well. Hopefully that's the only bit of silverware or metalware that he wins this year. Well, that'll depend yeah. on Tom Hawkins, won't it? Yeah, 
All right. Well, let's get into this, mate, because it's um, planning on having a quick one. Let's have a quick look at the drafts, um, primarily the top 10. And if there's anything you want to pull from the rest of the drafts, um, there are a couple of players that were similar. Um, but of course, the, the 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 free agents are completely separate or completely different compared to the to the two leagues. But um, the first cab off the rank was the Super League. They went first. Um, Liam Jones went pick number one. Followed by Errol Goulden, um, Will Ashcroft, Isaac Heaney, Josh Kelly, um, Tom Atkins, the new Wanganine, Fogarty, Canelio, and Witherden rounded out the top ten. How did you see the um, the Super League draft? Um, that was a, a very, I mean, I obviously in retrospect when you actually see what happened in the original league draft, I. I kind of had that when I saw Liam Jones go number one and I, I did have a little bit of an Israel Folau kind of moment going like really <laughs> <laughs> remember the infamous who I don't remember who that, I don't think they're in the league anymore whoever took Israel Folau number one that one year was it like, Israel or Carmichael Hunt no it was Israel Folau I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go back and have a look that was um I mean that was I don't I when I saw it when I back I just thought is this theatrics like what I mean don't get me wrong, Liam Jones had a really good practice game. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, 32-year-old retiree, I mean, I don't know. I just thought the major warriors had a lot of holes to fill, like uh, as their sort of roster fell apart a bit last year. And uh, I I was a little bit stunned by that selection. Errol Golden, I mean, Golden, we, uh, we obviously saw him go pretty high in the other one as well. So I think that's uh, – he, he was obviously somebody who would have been – a decently high pick, I think, until his practice match. Yeah. And he just obviously blew the lid off that with that 45 possession, 30 kick game, which kind of meant that, well, if you wanted him, you had to get him <laughs> that early. And I guess uh, Zach was pretty keen. Um, Ashcroft, was it Ashcroft then? Yeah, then Ashcroft, yeah. We knew, I think we all knew Ashcroft would be a top five pick. If, you know, I mean, he, he could arguably go number one if depending on whether the team that was, you know, in the number one position was really feeling like they were in a rebuilding position. Josh, yeah. Josh Kelly and Cornelio going in the first round was interesting to me. Those two GWS players who really honestly, like, could barely make lineups last year. They, um, I, I guess with Taranto and uh, Hopper moving out of GWS, you might think that maybe they're going to be a bit more consistent, maybe, but... Um, they've been, you know, consistently over the years um, inconsistent, which is <laughs> just, yeah. I, don't I don't know whether they're suddenly going to emerge and be more consistent, but I'm like, um, no, they're, they're always good. They're, they're great bench players to have because they can do them. They can, they can kick, they can handball, they can tackle. True. Um, yep. But, but they're not necessarily great starters, I don't think. Um, who was some of them? Yeah, Fogarty's an interesting one. Um, he definitely appears like you know, to be probably the premier forward available. Um, although, as I think I've shared with you, uh, I, I was looking at him going, oh, is he that good that I should be thinking about taking him? And then ultimately, I, I, as the more I looked into him, the more I realized that almost every single bag of goals that he's kicked above two goals is against West Coast or North Melbourne, which made me a little bit suspicious of his uh, quality. But... Um, I guess a lot of that will depend on how Adelaide does this year. If Adelaide suddenly leap up the ladder, then he'll uh, potentially be uh, massive for the, yep. uh, the Nexus. But 
But um, Israel Folau, pick three. I was pick three, was it? Yeah, oh. by the coat hangers. Yeah. The that, 2012 preseason draft. That was that was special. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I don't know. Still high, a lot higher than what he should have gone. Yeah. No, it was it was a crazy one. Um, so I don't know. Um, uh, the yeah, probably Atkins was an interesting one. I guess he was the number one tagger available, and I think um, Elise had a. She has a bit of a. How can I put this? She was very excited when she worked out that her entire forward line was Lions, you know, as in Danaher and Cameron. Yep. And, and and so she was and also very keen to trade for Jacob Hopper like she did because he's a Tiger. She has a bit of a feline preoccupation. Okay. So she was she was disappointed there was no cats on her squad, but she was happy that she had some Lions and Tigers. So I said, well, you need a Tiger and the top tag is a cat, at least. And so she was like, done. So, um, okay, so Atkins it is. And I guess Atkins seemed to... I mean, I guess he's, he's, he seems like he's got a pretty solid spot in that Geelong midfield. Taggers are always, they're just not sexy, are they? Well, and they're inconsistent. You don't know if they're going to be a tagger again this year. It's, and it's it's hard because, I mean, we all know this, but you know, taggers are, I mean, there's so I many, if you can get a good one, such a massive oh, like, yeah. game changer for your team. Um, Completely. But, um, yeah, like you're saying, they can they can just ebb and flow a little bit. Um so I don't know. Atkins definitely she definitely needed a tagger because I think her only real tagger was Zorko, and I'm not I'm not thinking he's going to be super consistent necessarily in that regard. Or at least he was losing that last year already. So it was like, okay, well we have got some work to do here. Wanganin Malera obviously he had a massive practice game with his rebounds. He had nine rebounds in the practice game. That's an interesting one for Tyler because he's obviously got uh, Sinclair. Mm-hmm was relying on Sinclair as a back last year, which is really not his best position. Obviously, midfield is more of a Sinclair position. So he kind of was looking at the St Kilda situation and saying, well, if, if Sinclair does become or you know, can become a mid, then at least, you know, or at least if, 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 if Wanganing is going to be one of the main St Kilda rebounders then, which it does seem like he's he's going to get a lot of kicks and he's going to be in that back line. So, okay, well, if that's going to be the case, then he can kind of... And, the, and I think what actually makes that reasonably secure is he managed to get Callum Wilkie later in the draft. So it's like he's got Sinclair, Wilkie, and Wangani now. Hopefully for him, because uh, this, this back problem has been a problem that he's had for a long time, um, hopefully for him he can uh, secure whoever's the leading rebounder for St Kilda through that kind of approach and something tells me there'll be quite a lot of rebounds for Gilda this year just just going out there yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but uh that might have been a bit of a reach i don't know i'll have to see I, but i mean i mean when tyler and i sat down and discussed his draft strategy it was like so uh you're basically going to spam back just like you did last mid-season draft and just try and get anything you can because like you've got this massive hole in your back line you can't seem to find a back ever and it's like we just need to get it back just try try everything we can. Yep. So. Very cool. Anyone jump out as a even one of the late picks is like oh that's a that's a relatively dark horse. There was a couple in the original league which um I'll touch on which I think Baker took late on because I think you dropped off the call and we're having a bit of a chat. I, but um. Uh, I'm trying to remember from the Super League draft. I. 
Yeah, nothing, nothing's, yeah. nothing's yeah. to my mind. Um, super. No, same. There was a couple. Um, I know um, Ben in both leagues picked up Charlie Constable. Yeah. Nathan Wilson went in both leagues. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. But um, I'll touch on it now. So the Marbles picked up um, Harry Shizzle from the North Melbourne um, and also Baker picked him up as well. I think he'll be good, but it's obviously a long term. Yeah. He reminds me a bit of like, you know, Josh Rochelle last year for Adelaide. Like he's going to yep. have a few games where he kicks a bunch of goals, yep. but I don't think he's going to be able to rely on him. And I'm not even sure like in a year or two's time whether he'll be anything yet. It's hard to know with the um, with the with the forwards, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's, I don't know. I know like Elise took Aaron Cadman too, and I was like, yep. don't really know. If yeah, he was on my watch list, but I didn't, obviously, of- I didn't take him. Yeah, and I'm sure Cameron would just say it's a waste of a pick because trying to pick a forward and just hang on. But, but I don't know, trying to pick a forward and then just hang on to them. Um, I don't know. It worked with Ben King for me, just grab him. But, uh, yeah, it's... Um, we, you particularly, I mean, you've got yourself a rising star. So you, as long as you don't have much else, then you can certainly keep him for free. That's that's. I think that was that's most of the thinking when you get to those late rounds. Yeah. It's like, well... That's exactly it, yeah. There's no point taking... You know, it's a, too much of a shot in the dark. That's <laughs> too much of yeah. stuff. You may as well get somebody you might, you know, hey, get a, if you want, get a veteran or get your backup ruck or get, yep. a, get a rookie. Yep. So that's um, it. Um, now, in the original league, uh, it was Luke McDonald went first, followed by Draper, um, Goulden again, then Ashcroft, Simkin, Zach Merritt probably went a little bit higher than what I thought he might, but good pick up there for the wild cards. Jeremy Howe I thought was an interesting one. Um, good pick up, but um, at 32, um, I'm not sure. The Titans obviously think that their their window is, is still well and truly open. I suppose if you finish fourth, it is. Um, Drew, then Fog- William Willem Drew, and um, then Fogarty, and then Carl Amon from the from the Blue Flames. Yeah, I. I agree more or less with Cameron that apart from, like Cameron said in our chat, like apart from how every other pick in that first round seems pretty solid. I was a little surprised, yeah, maybe slightly annoyed that uh, Sam Draper went number two. I uh, <laughs> I've had a couple of chats with um, Kent over the holidays about our dilemma with uh, Grundy and Gorn. And uh, I didn't, well, I, I personally just went, I don't think, I don't think a ruck is worth taking that early unless they are dead set clearly, you know, and I guess maybe we'll find out if Draper is a uh, dead set top five kind of difference making kind of ruck. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, I, I was quite happy to wait to the third round and get uh, the big O from the Lions. But um, yeah, I, <laughs> but I think I've got the more interesting situation. Maybe that's the difference is that he knows he's got Gorn. Yeah. And Gorn is probably. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he'll never, like, he, this is it. He's done. He's, he, like, he'll never, like, the only chance he has of being a genuine starter is if Grundy gets injured like he did last year and mm-hmm. step back up. But I guess it's quite possible that in a couple of years, Gorn might be gone and Grundy could actually be, again, the number one guy for the Demons. But, uh, but yeah, but Gorn's probably never coming back, whereas Grundy, and still a chance if if, if uh, McKinnon Neri or whatever his name is uh, doesn't actually step up, I might just keep <laughs> hanging on to Grundy and waiting for Gorn to drop off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but but it was a very awkward um, uh, off season for Rucks, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
don't know. At least at least Proust looks fit. Let's hope. <laughs> Knock on wood. Well, I've got Flynn as well, so that's always um, it's always good. So, but I actually came away from probably for the first time in a long time away from the draft, pretty happy with who I picked. Um, the Dozer's got Jack Rewald just before me. I ended up grabbing Darling just so he can come home, as I said on the call. Um, just because I find it very hard to believe that West Coast are going to have the year that they had last year. I mean, if we all remember this time last year, the borders were just opened in West Co- in WA and um, COVID went through West Coast Eagles. And I, I have a feeling that, that took a lot out of the players more than what we all anticipated. So I can't ex- don't expect them to have the, the bad year that they did last year. Interesting fact, though, 13th of the 3rd, 2020, was the day, it was a Friday night, and it was the day that pretty much all of us, particularly, well, from a Telstra perspective, who I work for, I work for Belong, but owned by Telstra, but a lot of us received text messages from our work saying, come Monday, work from home. Yeah. <laughs> Which, um, so it's, yeah. It's, it's only three years ago. It feels like it's longer than that, but anyway. Yeah. And, but, um, but, yeah, I actually came away thinking, okay, I'm not too disappointed. That doesn't mean my year's not going to be crap, but I'm actually not <laughs> overly disappointed. I've got a mixture of some young talent there with uh, Ashcroft and Hollands. Um, I ended up picking up Jordan Degoe. Who knows where, where he's going to play, but if he's a forward or a mid, then that's always going to be good for me because I always struggle with my forwards and my mids. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the, how the season goes. Yeah, it's very exciting to have Ashcroft. You know you're going to have him for the next 10 years or so. Yeah, hopefully you'll be in my next um, Sam Mitchell. Absolutely, yeah, or, uh, or whatever. But, yeah, it, 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 to go is nice to have as a backup. It's it's He's just hard to rely on. That's what's – he's like he's, – he's, he's in that Jack Crisp mould of, like you're saying, he's got a couple of different positions. He never quite settles into one. And yep. and, and when he when he's on and he's in the lineup, oh, it's awesome. Yeah, well, the fact that I think um, like Bobby Hill has moved into that forward line, Dugowie's going to be pretty much playing out of the middle, but I'm not picking him up thinking I'm going to be playing him half the games. It's just like a little bit uh, a little bit like you with picking up Pendlebury again. It's just good to have. <laughs> oh, that is pure romance right there. <laughs> I know. Like, you know what? I'm like... Screw, screw logic. I'm just going to pick up Pendlebury. Why not? And it's it's, really, it's actually funny when you look at Pendlebury's stats. You're like, damn. You yeah. Know, he averaged like you know 16 to 20 handballs that last month and and quite a few tackles. So like when you look at his average, he looks damn good sometimes. Yep. Funny. <laughs> yeah, but who are you going to drop? Trelaw, Dacos. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, it's a it's a handy one to have. No, but uh, just the, just there for spiritual guidance on the bench. Yeah, that's it. Just to <laughs> hand the captaincy over to somebody else. Um, all righty. Well, obviously, we don't have much to talk about in terms of what's coming up. We do have a couple of things happening this week. Um, obviously, we've got round one, which kicks off on Thursday night, everyone. So please make sure that you get your uh, your teams in. It is a long round. Um, so, yeah, you only have to submit the players that, of course, that are playing. But um, we'll quickly just run through 
um, the group stages for the Champions League, mate, because that kicks off this week as well. We won't necessarily look at matchups. Maybe let's just look at the groups and see who we think might go through, and, and then let's jump across and have a look at round one. So in Champions League Group A, we have the Blue Flames, we have Nexus, we have the Flashing Phoenixes, who were the, the coat hangers, as we've talked about, and the Deadly Dozers. Yeah, that should be Blue Flames and Nexus, shouldn't it? I mean, yep. I, I'd love to dream that the Flashing Phoenixes can do something, or that even the Dozers might actually be good for the first time in a while, but uh, nah, you'd think Blue Flames and Nexus all the way. Yeah, I think so as well. In Group B, we have the Ashy Convicts, we have the Heroes, we have the Wild Cards, and followed by the Brawlers. Interesting. Okay. Well, the Brawlers, I never... I, I don't know. I was I was so convinced they were going to be, like, amazing last year, and then they just fell apart, which uh, was was an interesting one. Like, But that, that's not maybe quite as obvious a group. Because even the wild cards, I feel like, you know, they're, they're never far off. So, mm. yeah, no, that, that should be an interesting one. I'm not, I mean, are you still going to lean towards the heroes and uh, convicts, obviously? Yep. Um, reigning champ. Reigning champ. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd say the heroes and the convicts will probably still get through, but that one might be a little bit closer, that one. Yep. I'm thinking convicts and heroes as well. All right, Group C, we have Natasha Dolteras, the Mighty Atoms, the Farmtoms, and the Captain's Charges. Oh, Atoms and Natas there. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah, the Farmtoms. You don't know. It's so up and down. Farmtoms, are, yeah, they're always, they're always good for a few weeks here and there, and that's the thing. In Champions League, might be, if it's the right few weeks, you can... Yep. Pull it off, and the Adams, yeah, you know, they're going to be missing Max King for the first few weeks, but so they may, you know, that could hurt him a little. So maybe there's a bit of an opening there, but yeah, mm. uh, I'd still lean towards Adams and that and Tass overall, though. Yep, uh, and Group D, I mean, the tie, the Ben McAllister has a 50 50, or well, not a 50 50, a 25 percent chance. Sons of God, Southern Titans, sorry, Scorpions, and the Macavanian Marvels. Um, well, the Suns, really. I mean, they were the dominant team last year, truly. I mean, the Convicts obviously yep. won the championship, but the, the Suns of God were awesome uh, most of last year and were very unfortunate in the way they lost that grand final. Very happy that Naomi got a premiership after so many years. Yep. And to see that drought end was magic. But but let's be honest, the Suns of God were the best team last year. And, uh, yep. So they should get through, and the Titans are pretty damn good too. Um, so yeah, they'll be, they'll be, they'll take some beating in that group. Um, I think both of those could go through. I think the Marvels could be a bit of a dark horse, but I think the the, God, never, the Sons of God and the Titans, the Marvels, you never write off the Marvels. No. Cool. Alrighty. Um, so of course that kicks off this this week, um, and. Um, yeah, so that will that will kick off. Let's have a look at round one. Super League round one. We have the file scenes up against Nexus. Um, I, yeah, that's going to be tough. I don't think Thylacines scenes have quite got it all together to be able to top Nexus in round one. But uh, I guess Nexus did fade a little bit last year. They never quite looked like they were up to the level of the convicts and. 
and the Suns are gone in that second half of the year. But I don't know if they're going to fade that much. We'll see, I guess. The thylacines have had a lean, lean run. It would be quite the statement if they were to open up with a win. I'm, I'm definitely back in Nexus there. Yeah, Nexus for me as well. Um, and the welcome to the Super League, the Phoenixes up against the Marvels. <laughs> um, Marvels. Marvels, yeah. I don't as as um, despite the fact that the the you know the coat hangers made finals and yes they were eliminated straight away. I feel like they kind of overachieved. When I look at that roster, I was like, oh, like I, although it will depend. I mean, as it did last year for the coat hangers, if Brisbane has a I don't know who Brisbane's playing in round one, but if Brisbane has a uh, you know an easy matchup that Danaher and Charlie Cameron are going to go nuts in, then man, those Phoenixes are going to be hard to stop just because those two will pile on the goals. Um, I'd Brisbane still... are playing Port Adelaide in Adelaide. Yeah, that's probably not the greatest matchup. Yeah, all right. So Marvels, um, safe. And Phoenix has just traded away Hogan, didn't they? Um, yes. Mm, okay. They did because they had no rover at all whatsoever. <laughs> so they were like, well, we've got some holes to fill and Hogan's going to be on the bench. Like, Dan Her and Cameron are going to be the starters. So. Mm-hmm. Marvels for me. Yeah, Marvels just purely purely on experience here. If Marvels get their pants pulled down by an eight-year-old, that's going to be embarrassing. Yeah. Dave's not going to let that happen. No. All right, next one is the Atoms up against the Phantoms. This will be a good game. I'm going to tip the Phantoms. Uh, Well, yeah, it'll be interesting because obviously Max King missing. And mm-hmm. Bailey, Bailey Fritch even not not guaranteed to play either. So the entire Adams forward line uh, might be all backups this week, which I don't know could work. Is it how the, who are the Giants playing? Because he's got Himmelberg and Hogan. So uh, <laughs> if, the, if the Giants have got a good matchup, he could still come away with that one. But um, GWS is playing Adelaide at Giant Stadium, so in Sydney. Yeah, so that's you know that that could the Giants. I reckon they might. Um, might surprise a few this year. I think that the expectations dropped to almost nothing last year, but I think they're actually yep. pretty decent. So, um, no, I can't pick against all my kids. I've already picked against the yeah. part of Phoenixes. So, surely Adams are going to, you know, stand up and get one win for the household. All right. Uh, next one. Talk about a grudge match. This would be rivalry round. It's the Brawlers up against the Warriors. Ah, uh, the classic. Yeah. It feels like the greatest rivalry almost of the, well, apart from maybe Nexus Marvels, but, um, or oh, I guess Nexus Convicts, but uh, yeah, Warriors, Brawlers, um, Brawlers for me all the way. I, I'm The Warriors have got a lot of uh, work to do to regain the confidence of anybody who's tipping after last <laughs> year. Yeah. And after that number one pick, that does not instill confidence. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for Liam Jones now to He'll, round one. Yeah, and just... yeah. he'll explode. <laughs> he'll explode. I love it. <laughs> yep. Um, and, of course, the final game is the Ashy Convicts up against the Sons of God. It is the grand final replay. Yeah. Sorry, Naomi. I think the Sons will uh, open up a big can of whoop in that one. <laughs> they'll, they'll oh, be, really? They'll be, um, they'll be slightly miffed. Yeah, last year I think just a little miffed, just a little. Yeah, <laughs> and they're going to take it out on in round one, are they? I think. 
I reckon they're, they're gonna. I, I would. I could see. I could see the Sons of God running the table to the mid-season draft. After oh, that, wow. stop caring. But the Sons of God will just just blitz everybody and just absolute vengeance for that unholy yep. result last year. <laughs> yeah. Was that late withdrawal of Welsh as well too? From memory. That's that's yep. That's that's all. All right, uh, over to the original league, mate. And first up, the Dingoes are up against the Titans. Oh, really? Man, all right. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think it's going to come together for me that quickly. And I, <laughs> and the Titans are a team that I have, I have a high opinion of, um, and I think they'll, they'll really push for honors this year. So that yep. does not help me in my quest to get off the bottom. <laughs> no, it doesn't. So, yeah, Titans. Cool. Uh, next game, Blue Flames up against Natas. Uh, I reckon Blue Flames will. I reckon they're, you know, they're still, I feel like there's still probably a lot of people look at the Blue Flames win over Natas last year and think, how did they get away with that one, really? You know, Natas, uh, really, weren't they really the best team? But I think Blue Flames have got something to prove now. They'll want to they'll uh, double down and make sure they get the win. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be hoping Cripps is in the same form as what he was last year, though. And that uh, Hawkins is out for round one. If he's out for round one, that'll help too. Yeah, definitely. Um, but from the double, you know, Jeremy Cameron point of view as well. <laughs> that's true. That is very true. Um, then we have the Heroes up against the Scorpions. Heroes all the way. Heroes were amazing last year, but for whatever yep. reason, couldn't beat the Blue Flames on a Tassa, and it was weird. So, no, that's yep. a bit of an old rivalry game there, Scorpions Heroes, after their back-to-back grand finals back in the late teens. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, no, Heroes for me. Yep, uh, Heroes for me as well. And possibly the unluckiest team of last year, the Bucks up against the Dozers. They, they were unlucky in the first half of the year, and then the more time went on, the more it was like, okay, this year, the, I... I I, uh, I I feel like they should bounce back, but um, yeah, and, I, and the dozers and I haven't done a lot lately for me in terms of improving my confidence in them. But uh, although Golden, maybe Golden might be the what turns them around. I don't know, but um, I'll, I'll go with the Bucks. Mm-hmm. But I'm not necessarily confident either of those two are going to be that great this year. We'll have to see. Okay. And the final game, it is the wild cards up against the Chargers. Oh, Chargers all the way, man. Come on. <laughs> Led oh, by Will Ashcroft. Woo. Yeah, I've got to figure out where I'm going to play him first. He's probably, probably, he's probably isn't he? Mid? Mid? Yeah, yeah. He seemed to be, well, I don't know, his practice game, he seemed to play more like a mid than anything else, but although I know that doesn't really mean much, but. Yeah. And they're playing Port Adelaide and Adelaide, so it'd be interesting. Maybe, yeah, probably a mid. Okay. Um, gonna, yeah, I don't know if I can. I, I'm still struggling to see. Am I confident enough to actually consistently play Dacos this year somewhere? As good as <laughs> I've got too many other wannabe starters. Anyway. <laughs> um, well, of course, I always tip the charges, so I'm going to be tipping the charges. Cool. Alrighty. Well, we're done for the first one. Um, we've got a, a little bit of news coming up over the over the next couple of weeks, just in regards to the the buys and stuff like that. But the, we're not going to talk about that before the round even starts or, or the, the season even starts. 
but um, Steve's come up with a pretty good way to to combat the buys and to make it a little less painful for us this year, which is good. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to chat about, mate? No, man. It's, it's uh, it'll be an exciting week. I know. I love the uh, the first week. Uh, it's always like oh, it's like Christmas a little bit, you know, after you know, opening all the presents you've just, and then, and then about two or three weeks in, when you realise all those players you thought were amazing are actually Duds. not not really that great. That's when you start thinking about the mid-season draft. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have that little stressful period when it comes to um, probably at about ten thirty on. Thursday night when the first game finishes to find out if the stats have changed and I have to change everything in the whole back end for in order to get the stats to work. Oh dear. I figured out, I found out one thing that's going to screw us over, but I'll, I'll talk to you about that a little later on, but, um, but, um, hopefully it won't be too much, but, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens come Thursday night, whether the live stats still work or whether it's just the, um, the end of the round. Anyway, um, thanks everyone. I'll um, we'll be back, of course, this time next week. We're trying to keep this a little bit more um, regular than what we did last last year. A lot of our our lives got in, in the way last year, but um, but um, we'll see what we can do. Try and keep this a little bit more regular. Um, but other than that, everyone, thank you very much, Steve, for for joining me for the first one. We're about to kick off. Yet, was this our twenty first season? Amazing, isn't it? Incredible. First season. 21st season. Happy 21st birthday. 21st season of the AFR. Um, everyone have a fantastic week. Please don't forget to put in your teams. I won't enable the rounds until probably Thursday when I finished work um, because I need all the teams really to be in there. Um, and at first, you'll see the, the stats, the predicted scores that you see. Um, they're going to be based on last year's stats, of course, because I haven't cleaned out the stats because that, until I do that, you're not going to be able to um, pick your team. But what I will say now is come the start of round one, all of last year's stats will go. Yeah. So when you're looking at your team's pages, once the round starts of round, like at the end of the Carlton-Richmond game, all last season's stats will go. So have a look at it, take a screenshot, if you want to know where to play your players and all that sort of stuff, because yeah, once the once the round starts, all of 2022's stats will be cleared off the website. Just a bit of a heads up. <laughs> cool. All right, everyone, have a fantastic week, Steve, and I will be back. Thanks very much, buddy. Thanks, man. I'll chat to you all soon. See you, everyone. Bye.